Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Old School Gym Radio Podcast. I am your host, Coach Myers, and I have my co-host, Nettie G, the business boss, keeps all the gym bros in check. What up, Nettie? How are you doing today, Dustin? I'm doing good. Just crushed a good workout with my man, who is our special guest today. Now, I'm going to introduce you to him here in a second, and I would say he's someone definitely in the wrestling world that really needs no introduction. But before we uh, before we start recording today, we were kind of going back and forth about like how many of accolades of his to read. You know, I think I was saying let's just read the important ones. Where Nettie like wants to read all of them all the way back to like grade school, and I just think it's going to be. I mean, if we do that, we're going to be here for a half hour. I it took me um, while I was researching. I went. I think I scrolled down on my computer three or four times on the OSU website to look at all of your accolades, <laughs> Nate. That's serious. So so thanks. With no, with no further ado, four-time All-American, 2015 national champion, four-time Big Ten champion, and as Nettie pointed out, four-time Ohio high school state champion, Nathan Tomasello. What up, Nate? Great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Nate also lettered in soccer. I think that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> in high school. Well, so. you know, that's all I want to talk about. You know, we want to go back to, like, you know, everyone knows, you know, Nate uh, from his days, you know, that just ended here at Ohio State. But I would kind of like to even dial it back and talk about, you know, growing up, some of the training you did, some of the sports you played. And I didn't realize this who you told me the other day, but you were actually kind of like soccer first before wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I started when I was really young. Both my brother and I played in youth. And it was one of my, probably my, my main sport that I love to do is my passion. I played all year round. I actually got a chance to go to Italy and uh, Germany in 2007 with an Olympic development team. And so I loved soccer when I was younger and played it all the way up till my freshman year. And after that, then focused on wrestling. What, so what kind of what kind of had you like make the switch in your head that you wanted to be a wrestler instead of a soccer player? Um, it happened, well, after my freshman year, I think going into that summer and training for Fargo and then coming, winning Fargo Junior Nationals for the first time and then starting to really like work with some high-level guys like Brian Dolph was uh, in Northeast Ohio. He's a national champ, and he wanted to give me personal sessions throughout the fall, and it's like it, it didn't work well with the high school schedule for soccer, and they our soccer team at CBC back in the day were, was really tough, and the coaches were like, you, you, can't, you can't be missing practices for, for the personal sessions. So they, basically it was like you better choose which one you want to really – focus on and at that point I saw kind of with the writing the stars I felt like after winning freshman states and then winning Fargo I was like I think I can really do well at wrestling and get a college scholarship and make a big impact in the sport. I'll tell you one of my favorite stories I heard from uh from Lou from Coach Roselli was he told me about the first time that he saw you wrestle and it was at Fargo I think that year that you won it as a freshman and he said he'd already heard about you from uh from was it Bernie that you said that you would go to? Yeah, Eric Burnett. Yeah, so you so Eric Burnett, who was one of your club coach at the time, had already been telling Lou like, "Hey, I got this kid. He's really good." Blah blah blah. And um, Lou said when he watched you at Fargo, he told Bernie, he said, "Man, he said, yeah, that kid's tough, but you know, he's never going to be big enough or be strong enough. I can't recruit that kid." So he, he said like he that was his impression <laughs> of you was like that kid needs to hit the weight room. Which is kind of funny now because you have this reputation as being one of the strongest wrestlers in the sport. You're like a warrior in the weight room. You're a maniac for lifting weights. And But that was Coach Roselli's first impression of you is that you would never be strong enough. Do you yeah. remember that at all? Yeah, it actually – so 
a year after. Actually, it was after my sophomore year. Okay. But a similar, similar situation. I was competing, and I had cut back down to 103 my sophomore year, and I was pretty pretty small. Couldn't didn't really do much strength training that that winter, and so I probably lost a little bit of muscle mass. And then when Coach Zelli watched me wrestle, he's like, he's he's good technically. He has a lot of skills, but he just looks skinny, looks weak. And, and then, <laughs> at that point, I'm like. Did, did Jeez, that get you fired up? That fired me up. I mean, <laughs> I made a, it made a big impression in my mind. Like, hey, if I'm serious about this sport, I need to gain a lot of mass and gain strength. And that summer, going into my junior year, that's all I focused on was lifting almost every single day. And I felt like it made a big difference because that's when I really felt that I developed in my my strength training and got strong and big. And before that, I was more of a skinnier, lankier guy. So. Nettie, could you ever imagine anyone saying, like, in the same sense, like, Nathan Tomasillo is not strong enough or doesn't have enough muscle? No. That doesn't even make sense, right? No. <laughs> not at all. So let's let's talk about that, Nate. Um, when you were training in high school, would you just train at your high school gym or would you go would you go somewhere else outside? Like, a, I think she said Bally Total Fitness, you would go with your mom. I've heard yeah, that in one yeah. of your videos. <laughs> so back in the day, well, my parents at the time bought Lifetime uh, a lifetime membership, which they don't really have anymore. Valleys used and, to have that hustle where you could get locked in for like a lifetime rate. I remember that. Yeah. Too bad they're still not around, so it doesn't matter if so, you have the membership. They, yeah, they, that, that's when uh, they went up. When we were younger, they, they'd had like a little nursery that we'd, we'd hang around with, Troy and Rachel and I, my, my brother and sister. And then when I got up to the age, like 7th, 8th grade, my mom's like, hey, I want you to maybe start thinking about in the weights with me and I was so like, wait t- time out for a second though so even like as a kid like you said nursery so like your parents would take you like they would go to the gym your mom would train and you would be in like the daycare there so you even kind of grew up around the gym before you were even training in a way yep but yep. your mom was a collegiate athlete is yeah that correct? she, she okay. uh she swam for cleveland state and she all american her senior year and uh she was more of a long distance swimmer but she was she was good i mean she taught me a lot. We she put us all in learn, uh, learn to swim lessons when we were younger. Unfortunately, none of us really enjoyed it. Yeah, but you, but you have her. Um, that's in your DNA, though, with the collegiate athletes. She's she's was raising you the whole entire time. Yeah, like I felt like I got a good variation of genes. My my mom was a uh, good had a lot of like stamina, and she'd go long distance. And my dad was more of a, a guy that was quick. He was fast and. And he Did he play any sports growing up, or baseball was his passion? And uh, he played. He just played all the way through high school, and then he got into uh, working. They had offered him a good job working at the steel mills in uh, Cleveland, and that was benefits and pretty high pay at the time. And so he went straight from high school into that. Same thing as my dad did. Went straight into the steel mill after after high school, and that was just kind of the thing you did back then. So with him being a big baseball player growing up, did he try to kind of push you towards baseball or? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> My grandpa actually was even more. He uh, he was a huge baseball coach and like had so much honors when he was older, just because he he coached Strongsville baseball for like forty some years and Triple A baseball. I mean, he was yeah. He's my uh, my my mom's dad was uh, one of the best. I would say baseball coaches. He helped me develop a lot. That was the other sport I played in middle school. Those are the three: my wrestling, soccer, and baseball were my three, by far, my favorite sports at that at that time. I played travel baseball with a team in Parma, 
and then played soccer and wrestled all at the same time. And so those those three had my mom driving all over the place. Oh, I bet. I'm already starting to experience it a little bit. My kids are only in like one thing, but still just going to the practices and the games. I can't imagine once they're like a little bit further up the ladder and have you know games all over the place and travel teams and stuff like that. They're but, still doing it with Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they travel here for all your matches. Yeah, my mom's, uh, she's so loving and she gives so much effort and time to not only myself, but Rachel and Troy. And yeah, just really grateful. I think as you get older, you, you get to understand, you understand a little bit more how much your parents do for you. And it's just uh, very honored that you can have a mom like, like my mom. So. Awesome. So, so she would t- she take she would take you to Bally's. We'll go back to that. She would she started you on weights. She took you to the weight room the first yeah, time. Yeah, tell us about some of your early experience yeah. lifting weights. Like, what you what did you think about it? Yeah. So it was eighth grade year when I really remember working out with her first. And uh, they had at Bally's they had like the free weights downstairs and then like the machines and like treadmills and stuff upstairs. And so I remember going downstairs in the weight room and seeing all these big big guys lifting heavy weights I'm like kind of starstruck I'm like man I would love to love to do that <laughs> and love to get some heavy weight up and so I naturally I was I was decent at bench press so that was one of the things that I had progressed pretty quickly at and I remember doing like dumbbell like shoulder stuff like flies um side raises front raises and like tricep extensions and stuff and uh, I remember like thinking like, man, this is this is pretty pretty fun. I like like my muscles burning and feeling like I got a, a lot of a lot of uh, ju- like juice in my in my arms. You know? <laughs> the pump. The Everyone pump. loves the pump. So, How can you not love it? So as uh, as I started to get more knowledge, I started asking some of the trainers up there to help me out with workouts specifically for wrestling and getting me stronger. And then. Uh, we had a little bit of a sh- our strength coach up at uh, CBC helping us out at the time. Uh, Jared Kusar, his dad, was our strength cho- coach for two years, and uh, he was helping me with some strength strength stuff. And then it kind of switched after, like, because I, I didn't really – CBC was about 35 minutes away, so I would actually go up and do strength training in, at night with my mom. And so I usually didn't work out at the high school. And so it kind of switched where – she was she was my trainer from like eighth and ninth grade, and then from sophomore year on, I became kind of her trainer. So, <laughs> nice. It's good. It's good. And it's funny, you know, that's kind of the natural progression of it. You know, my dad was kind of my first trainer and taught me everything. But now, like when I get home, I'm always trying to teach him new stuff because his, you know, his knowledge base never really expanded. He's still like is rooted in like bodybuilding, you know. But he's 64 years old. He can't do bodybuilding anymore. So I'm trying to show him, you know, mobility stuff and things to help his hamstrings and lower back. And so now it's just kind of funny to like to be my dad's trainer. Even though now like I do this for a living, obviously, and I've done it for many years, it's still a weird dynamic to me for like me to show my dad an exercise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel that way too. But it's cool because like anytime I go back, that's like one of the things that that we do uh, with my parent, like with my mom, is like we look forward to being back home and one of our bonding thing is just going up to the gym working out together and it's something special that i think will will last through next 20 30 years hopefully so it's it's, fun it's one of those things you'll always be able to share with her for sure you know i always feel that same bond with my parents as well so so take us through so you're training in high school you win obviously all state champs 
all four years, and there's miscellaneous other tournaments that I'm not familiar with, but that are much bigger than state tournaments. The Ironman, of course. Beast of the East, Ironman, Fargo. You're winning all these things. You're going to Ohio State. Um, do you meet Dustin your freshman year? Take me to your going from high school and being an elite athlete there. Um, are you nervous coming to Ohio State? Do you feel weak still? Like what are what's your mindset switch when you know that you're you're coming to Ohio State and the program that you're becoming? Involved I'm real with? interested to hear Nate's take on this because then I want to give you my take on it after he's done. Right. So kind of kind of walk us through. Like for instance, do do wrestlers do you come down the summer before and start training, or do you not come until like the fall semester? How does that work? Yeah, Ohio State it brings us in in the summer. Okay. And uh, I remember backtrack a little bit during spring break we had about a week off coach ryan wanted me to and lou wanted me to come in and, and train to see kind of how it's going to be like and so i remember going over when jd nikolai and angel escobedo lived in a two-person apartment <laughs> they had me sleep on their couch <laughs> and nikolai would be waking up at 3 30 in the morning and he'd be waking me up so i literally had like no rest throughout the Throughout the the week of training, welcome to college. <laughs> Wait, no, this is and spring. This is your spring this break. This is my spring break. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not, Most people are like going to bed at three thirty, and you're like getting and up like time. Nikolai was like doing his chef thing at the time, and he'd make us like dinners, and it was just like a crazy dynamic. Got to know JD and Angel and Nikolai really well from that experience, and so that was my first impression when I got here. Is like this is kind of this is gonna be a grind, but once I got here in the in the summer, I stayed with. Craig Thomas, Justin Kresovic, and uh, Costa at the time, and so that was a that was a fun experience. I uh, I was living by for the first time without my parents and uh, training, and just remember first day coming in, meeting Dustin, and uh, he put me through kind of a ringer. I remember doing like sleds and stuff, and like. I was like, wow, this is this was a tough workout. And, a little different uh, than valleys. A little different than <laughs> valleys. And so and then I also remember my first workout wrestling wise in the summer. I I had one of the RTC guys come up to me and ask me if they wanted to wrestle. And I remember getting my butt whooped <laughs> and I get ducked on I got ducked on the Was it Reese or who was it? It was Reese Humphrey. <laughs> I find out afterwards he's a three-time national team member and like part of usa wrestling multiple time all-american and i'm like before that i wasn't sure who he was i was you're like, like you're like who's this who's this scrawny guy with the curly hair yeah and like i said he like destroyed me i'm like wow i gotta get a lot better it made you realize like the different levels that's i think yeah kind of one of the things that shocks elite athletes when they get to the college level is just the the difference in levels of competition not only just from high school to college but then the guys from college to international like a guy like reese who was you know u.s open champion at that time like going and wrestling with him coming straight out of high school you're probably like you know just floored by that yeah absolutely so did you have offers from a ton of different schools and was ohio state just always number one or did you debate going somewhere else were there any other no it was a tough decision oh okay um i took five official visits i used all of them up and uh is it was uh my whole the end of my the end of my junior year all the way leading up through October of my senior year it was trying to decide which tournament I wanted to re- or which which uh, school I wanted to represent the next five years four or five years and um, it just came down to basically Purdue Minnesota and Ohio State I became really good friends with 
the coaches at Purdue, but I just didn't see that they had the right training partners. I loved Minnesota when I went there. They had great partners, great um, coaches. It was a little far from home, and uh, I just it was cold when I was up there. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I could if I could be do that and uh it just felt right at ohio state it felt like i had a great system and uh just the best place where i could keep developing and are you at that point in time just because i'm not as familiar with wrestling are you already thinking uh, olympics in the future is that a part you know already like thinking past your collegiate career and does that does that go into where you're going to choose to go to university also yes it, okay. it played it played an important role as well i saw that the RTC at the time was one of the best in the in the country and in the world. We had a lot of like world level athletes there, and that was the next thing that was on my agenda after after uh, competing for Ohio State was going into USA Wrestling and trying to represent the the U.S. at the Olympics and World Championships. Because every university doesn't have a regional Olympic regional. No, training center, at the correct. time okay. there wasn't that. Many. Yeah, there wasn't very okay. many back then. It's really grown. I mean, now it's basically all the like. If you're a strong wrestling university, you probably have one in place. Okay. But gotcha. you know, if if you're not, if you don't have a strong wrestling program, then you don't have one. But yeah, back then it would probably have been, you know, probably us, you know, the Sunkissed kids out in Arizona State, and then there was probably, I mean, Iowa and Penn State probably have one. That might have been about it. Maybe Minnesota. So I just think like you're, are you 18 at this point in time when you're yep. heading into high state? So you're 18 and you're already, you're not just thinking about your collegiate career. You're thinking your post-collegiate career and Olympics, which is like mind blowing to me because most 18 year olds are just worried about like what they're going to do in the summer and then like what Where's dorm, or what fraternity, school? what sorority. So that stuff yeah. is just like already past you once you commit to Ohio State and you're kind of dialed in. Do you feel like, did you have some sort of Obviously, you had a physical change. You're going to go and start training um, at RTC and Ohio State. When did you have a mindset change? Did that change in in high school, or did it change in college? Are you still seeing that? When do you think you really understood that shift to be an elite athlete there? Yeah, like I said, going back after my freshman year, going into my sophomore year, making the decision just to be a one-sport athlete. Because at the time, I had a lot of backlash from friends and uh people up at cvc because i was a good soccer player and they wanted i would have been starting on the varsity team which had the year before took second in the state oh, and we wow. had a good chance of winning the state tournament so that that was a tough decision and, and after that point i'm like well i'm all in i gotta at that point i kind of had a chip on my shoulder i'm like i'm gonna prove you guys that this is the right decision to do and i'm gonna i think it's that's the nate okay <laughs> that's the nate i know he has a chip on his shoulder i like this so okay. Yeah, I think ever since then I became really mature and made like decisions based on where I thought I could develop the most at and where I thought I could accomplish the most at. And Ohio State was one of the, was one of the top schools, and I think working with an Eric Burnett and working with Brian Dolph and people around me like that, and then obviously when I got here with Coach Roselli and Jay Jaggers, those two were phenomenal. And then I got to know Travell, and it's just been it's been it's been awesome. And so. you're you're staying here also, correct? Yeah. Nate, Nate is in. You're finishing your masters right now. Is that yep. correct? Okay. Yep. I uh, I got one week left of class finals, and then an internship this summer, and then completely finished up with classes. So I'm really looking forward to being done. 
So let's talk about internships. So just so our listeners know, that's how I actually met Nate. He's our like star um, intern that we've ever had. He was our, I think our first, was he our first intern? I mean, Might first, have been, yeah. When was that, with... two summers ago? Yep, two summers, 2016. Yeah, so this was right, when was it, right after the season when you got your shoulder surgery? Yep. And yep. I, um, you know, by this time, you know, me and Nate had already been working together for about four years, and, you know, we got really close, worked out a lot, and I could just, I just knowing how Nate is and knowing how I kind of have a similar thing, like if I can't train, if I can't work out, I'm miserable. And I saw right away, you know, Nate has it, had to get shoulder surgery. He's not going to be able to train. He's not going to be able to compete in the foreseeable future. And I could just see it on his face. He was miserable. I was like, I got to figure out a way to kind of like get him out of here so he's not just sitting around watching everyone train. Give him something to focus on and something to kind of like keep his mind off the injury while he's rehabbing. And so we kind of like invented the first intern <laughs> position here at Old School Gym for you. So that way, you know, you could intern with us. You could learn about the business, but also be away from Steelwood and still... I mean, even that summer while you interned here and worked on stuff, we worked out a lot too. We just kind of tailored the workouts for like one arm. So, so <laughs> you were the heaviest one arm lifter I've ever seen. Nate was yeah. my training. He got to be my training partner, but he would lift like five times as much as me with only one arm. So that's when I knew. I could just tell when Nate walked in here, even injured, there is something in his eyes that just, you know, this guy is serious all the time. And Nate's like the kind you're almost, I'll be honest, you're almost like, scared or intimidated to talk to him because you're like man he is in the zone do, do other people say like that who? about you i feel like you're just you're in the zone a lot of times which means like you're just focused on on something that's that's here in the gym but way way higher like you're just going to your goals all the time i feel like you just that's what you do yeah when when i'm working out i'm really serious <laughs> I, I don't know when that started yeah but i don't even know if you really smile it just, yeah well, it, it was probably already there before you found working out it probably was just in other areas of your life and then you just learned and this is what i think people that are really that have a really good work ethic and really love to train what they do is they're able to take that intensity and that focus and just kind of direct it towards training you know yeah. and uh and if people that don't find, I think that's why it's such a healthy therapeutic thing for people to have something physical to be involved in. Because for people that have kind of that aspect of their personality, but they don't have training or competing to channel it into, then it probably goes into other areas of their life where it's more negative. Definitely. Well, I also know, Nate, you, um, one of the accolades we didn't talk about is your academics also at Ohio State, correct? That's, that's yeah, okay. yeah. I, uh, I've been doing pretty well with just, keeping up and focused on on doing well, getting A's in, in the classroom and completing every work assignment I can. And so just uh, it's been great. I mean, I was coming out of high school at like a 3.9, and then I was able to kind of transition pretty well and get around the same average of right around a 4.0 throughout college. And it's like... Oh, wow. I didn't even... Okay, I said accolade, but I didn't know they were that high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've been... This guy's not just all muscle and hustle. So, and so, so explain that to me. Like, do you think that academics um, are are as high as they are because of wrestling? Or is it is that is that more natural to you? Are the academics natural to you? Or do you work just as hard in the academic field? I work just as hard. I would say my, my brother's the most naturally gifted... Uh, student and he uh, he doesn't really have to study much. I feel like he's very smart. He got a twenty nine as ACT, and that was like from not really even studying. Is he your twin? Yeah, okay. my twin brother Troy, and so he's more gifted. Even my sister, I would say, is more gifted in the classroom. She as well has done really well with like her grades, and 
she got a better ACT than myself. And so I think when I came in here, it was like applying the same mentality in my wrestling uh, as I do in my classwork is like that preparation, the hard work. I mean, my uh, coach, my coach back in high school, Coach Carroll, um, she was my strength training coach. She would always tell me hard work brought much reward. And so it always played on the back of my mind. And it just kind of inspired me to stay uh, up with all my homework assignments and work really hard. <laughs> so I, I got a couple quick stories I want to tell about Nate. Okay. And the first one is, so I remember still when you were getting recruited, and it, it was the first year I was down at Ohio State, and uh, Coach Ryan and I went out to lunch. I remember we were at the Panera on Lane, and he was like, I got to show you some uh, some film of this kid we're recruiting. We're going to get Nathan Tomasello. And at that point, I, I was familiar with the name, but I'd never watched him wrestle. And he showed me some... Uh, some match footage from the Ironman. He said, you're going to love this kid. He's a psycho. He loves to work out every day, <laughs> nonstop. Watch the way he wrestles. He's so physical. He's like, and he's like, you're really going to get along with him good because he loves the box. So tell us a little bit how you kind of got the interest in boxing. I know you just mentioned Carol did some strength training with you, but tell us about how you kind of, because you and I, have, I think that's one of the things we bonded on over the years. We like to box and do you know mitt workouts and stuff together. You're just kind of as a form to, of conditioning to complement the strength training and everything else you do for wrestling. So tell us about how you kind of first kind of got the itch for boxing. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it was in the summer after my sophomore year, and we were working up at out at the gym, and uh, my mom's like, hey, uh, they're offering two free boxing sessions if you're interested in doing something different as far as, like, getting a different kind of cardio and working out. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's Let's try it. And, like, at the time, I love how the most <laughs> random decisions can like influence mm -hmm. someone's life to where like boxing is something you're gonna love to do probably for the rest of your life. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> at the time, there was like two two boxing coaches up there. One was a male, and the other was a female. Um, I don't know. Like the 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 female that was up there, she was like really passionate and just like you could tell she was vocal and she cared a lot. And and the other thing was. She was she had gone through chemotherapy and she was actually bald at the time and so I was like I could tell like she was really into it so I'm like let's let's try her out so <laughs> right, she, right away she really, sounds tough you know yeah, boxing and, coach and just went through chemo yeah, yeah and so we did the first session and uh, I was really quiet and she was like really loud and happy and like we were complete opposite personalities but. I think like she really influenced me in in that like after that first session she she loved my how hard I worked and I think she was really able to kind of open me up a little bit more as far as because I've been very introverted and even really introverted when I was younger and so she was able to kind of like help me with I guess just being able to be more vocal a little bit and just kind of she helped me a lot with growing my uh my faith and my relationship with Christ as well because she was very devout Christian and so after the first test she's like you're mine I'm gonna I'm gonna train <laughs> you and get you better and give you all that I got and so literally she she trained me about twice a week and uh after my junior year she actually got fired from uh the it Bally up at ballets because the the head manager actually was kind of jealous because he was get she was getting all the clients and so <laughs> that was weird but she ended up starting going she would come to my house we made a small boxing circuit room downstairs with two heavy bags and a speed bag and weights and stuff and nice. we trained downstairs twice a week my junior and senior year there is probably no better workouts or more memorable workouts than the ones you do like in your garage or your basement you know 
every I think every elite athlete that I've ever talked to on here or just elsewhere, when we talk about the kind of words that they're trained, there's something where like, yeah, and then we hung a heavy bag up in the basement. And that's where we trained. You know, that's that's kind of seems to be like a familiar. Are the heavy bags still there? Oh yeah, okay. they're still there. So <laughs> nice. yeah, when I go back, I'll go down there, hit it, hit the heavy bag a little bit, and then. When I go over, I'll, I'll hang out, go over her house, and then we'll go up to the rec center or something, and, and still do some mitt work and stuff. And she, she, I would say my mom and Carol are my two biggest fans out of anybody. I mean, they've had so like ever since I met Carol, like she's been always in my corner and someone that I trust through everything. And Plus, so, they are mentor, mentors. You know, yeah. you wouldn't normally think the wrestler has two female mentors when it comes to training. So, Well, it just like goes that. to show, you know, a strong individual is a strong individual. doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether they're male or female, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, truth, dude. <laughs> dropping those knowledge bombs. So, right. so that, that was my first impression of Nate, was seeing the video in wrestling, you know, Tom talking about what a psycho you were and how you love the box and everything. So, I kind of already had, and then I met you when you came in for the spring break to train. And he got to work out with us a little bit, but I was like, man, this kid's really standoffish, you know. And I, but I already kind of had a plan in my head. I was like, I know, I was like, I know this kid's gonna like me eventually. I'm gonna, but I, I knew I'd be able to like kind of use boxing as my way to like break through like this hard shell exterior he has. But I was like, I gotta wait till the right time. Well, then, and you probably don't remember this, but I remember the first week of preseason camp. At this time, you know, I'm just kind of working with the RTC guys. I wasn't really that involved with the team yet. But I remember Thatcher was doing a morning uh, conditioning and strength workout with you guys. And he told me, he said, hey, if you want to come help out, you know, come to the workout and help out a little bit. I said, all right. So it was like a 6.30 a.m. workout. And one of the things Thatcher, would, Coach Thatcher would do to have you guys warm up, he would do what he would call long and shorts. Where the guys would <laughs> run around the room and they would basically sprint the long stretch and then jog the, the short part. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I'll jump in. And, you know, that's always been my thing. You know, when I... When I start, especially when I first start training athletes, you know, my way to like gain respect from them is I, I work out with them. So, you know, most of these guys don't really know me that well yet. I was like, so I'm going to do these longs and shorts with them. So right, right immediately, you know, the whole team's doing it. I noticed Nate, he immediately like sprints out to the front of the pack and like leaves everybody in the dust. And then like after the three or four rounds of that is sprinting the long and like jogging the short, sprinting along, the rest of the team's kind of caught up to him. But I can see like he's not sprinting with the same intensity as he did on the first few. He's doing just enough to kind of stay in front of everybody else. And so I kind of called him out on a little bit and I went up and beat him on the next one. And I looked at you and said, I said, hey Nate, I said, you can't just run the first two that hard. You gotta run all of them as hard as you did. And you looked at me and you said, you can't tell me anything. And you started sprinting, not just the longs, but the shorts. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sprint with him. So now instead of jogging the shorts, he sprint, 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 sprint. And I'm like, holy shit, he's not gonna stop. So I made it like two laps around the room with you and then I had to slow down. I'm like, and then you did that the whole rest of the drill. You sprinted the whole thing just to like prove to me. You know, do you remember that? Try down, do you? <laughs> Not too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just think yeah. remember and I was kind of like, shit, like maybe I shouldn't try to challenge this kid. And so that was like my first like thing, like trying to like kind of break through and it backfired on me. Because then after that, I felt like you kind of looked at me like I was a punk. <laughs> so it, t- it took like another like solid year before I feel like you started to open up a little bit and we started to get, you know, not, I shouldn't say get along because that's the wrong word. That makes it sound like we didn't get along. But that was kind of like, it took like about a year before then we started to kind of connect and train together a little bit more. And I started to kind of gain your trust in the weight room. We started boxing together and stuff. So that's kind of a funny like first memory 
of me and Nate interacting. What is your first memory? Did Dustin invite you, obviously, out to old school? Did he invite you out to box, probably, first? Uh, I, I don't... Can you remember? I think the first time I came out to old school was, like, sophomore year, maybe? Maybe the end of my freshman year. I don't remember exactly when I first came out here, but I do distinctly remember when I did did come out here how much I love, like, like it is an old school where, like, just rusty weights and just crazy like hard rock music playing and like just people training really hard i love that i love that out here and uh just maybe want to keep getting better i remember i don't think it was the first time you came out it might have been a few times after that or maybe when you were interning with us and i remember like just kind of like in the middle of the workout you were kind of looking around and i was like hey what's up and you just said I love this gym. I said, yeah. I said, Nate, me too. And you looked at me and you said the most matter of fact way you could ever say, you said, this is the best gym on earth. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, yeah. when someone says it like that, they mean it, you know? And I was like, that's what I think too, Nate. I love this gym. <laughs> yeah, just the, the environment is, is different than any other place I was, I've been to. Nice. I want to, there's one thing that I do want to mention too, because I was talking to you before the podcast and we got cut short. So I want to actually hear about this. I was listening to you speak. Um, I was, I was watching some YouTube videos beforehand and I thought you, um, talked about a third pillar of, of health and training that a lot of people leave out. So you're obviously talking about your training. You're talking about, uh, your nutrition. And then you also mentioned the importance of sleep. So I just kind of wanted to ask you about that and like is that part of your consistency too like take me through your rest and recovery I think that's something that a lot of a lot of athletes don't talk about that I feel like maybe it's like you know they feel like it's maybe doesn't boost their ego as much or it's not something that people it's not as attractive I guess it's not like buzzword you can't hit PRs on sleep yeah so so but I thought that was you know I was very interested in what you had to say further about that and like where where did that again get woven into the importance of your your daily daily regimen yeah going back to uh carol she uh again she not only physically taught me trained me but she instilled a lot of good i think mentally good things uh and one of them was just the importance of rest and she would every single time we we'd work out she'd always like instill like that resting is so important and like she'd foam roll me after the workout and then she'd be like you gotta you gotta get sleep because that's when your muscles become stronger. That's when they you can tear them down when you're working out, but they don't get stronger, bigger unless you you rest and you get sleep. And ever since every every time she tells me that, it's like, dang, that that makes total sense. And it's like even now, like she'll be like, you gotta be you gotta be resting, you gotta get your eight hours, and mm-hmm. it just it she she was the one that really kind of instilled that that principle of getting getting a lot of sleep and be able to recover and get get stronger and so it it like I said this learning a lot from her she has just helped me a lot and that was one of the things like I remember distinctly that she'd be just so em- emphasizing it and so yeah the rest resting point is so important I think especially as you become older and you want to keep training hard the, the resting and taking time away to to get stronger and just be renewed with your energy is important. I think that's an important uh, takeaway for you know any young athletes or wrestlers that are listening. They obviously they they've seen your consistency on the mat. You know to be a four-time All-American, a four-time Big Ten champ. You know your work ethic 
in the wrestling world is legendary. Everyone knows, you know, what a hard worker are, how you train nonstop. But really, that is going to not be possible without the clean life that you live. You know, getting sleep, eating right, staying hydrated. You know, not not out. You know, chasing the wrong things. You know, abusing alcohol and drugs and these other things that people don't realize how important it is that if you want to be elite and be able to train on an elite type schedule, then you have to take care of all these other things in your life or you're not going to have the fuel or the recovery. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when I was younger, I could do three workouts, go, 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 and not feel it the next day. And, um, she'd be like, you, you gotta, you gotta be resting. You gotta be doing the right things, eating the right stuff. And that'll, that'll put you at the next level. And I think, like I said, just listening to her and then listening to uh, when I got here talking to you about just the importance of nutrition and just eating the right stuff and um, working out and doing the right things and not not getting into anything crazy, I think that's what really became kind of what I valued in uh, in wrestling and just in life in general. So, well, I'll tell you what, I think it's probably a good place for us to wrap it up. You know, Nate, it was good having you on today. I mean, you're. You're definitely a legend of not just the sport, but a legend of the grind as well. I mean, I'm really thankful that I have had the chance to work with you in your five years at Ohio State. Now I'm gonna have the chance to work with you even further, you know, through 2020 and then through the 2024, you know, Olympic cycle. But even more importantly that, you know, I'm really proud and thankful to call you a friend. You're just a a great, uh, outstanding guy. And I always tell people like, you're not gonna meet a finer human being than Nate Tomasello. So thanks coach. I Man, second it means a lot. That. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nate's awesome. If you guys can follow the follow him, what's your Instagram? Is it it's Nate? Nato. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nate Nato. So it's like underscore N A T O underscore. Yeah. yeah, well and underscore N A and then underscore T O. I tried to do just N A T O, but they have the uh NATO actual alliance. The, actual, <laughs> the North like, American <laughs> Treaty Organization. So uh that didn't work. So that that's my uh that's my username. So. Yeah, yeah. So. so make sure you guys give him a follow if you don't already. Just uh you know, very inspirational guy. You'll get to learn lots of good, you know, wrestling technique and motivation and stuff on there as well. So and thanks again. He's Nate. just getting started, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> like I said, I uh I believe that I have another six years at least in me as far as just being the best guy at the weight and making a huge impact on an international stage. So I'm excited for the future and to get to work out with uh, Max Effort and up at here uh, at Old School. It's just, it's uh, there's a lot of blessings right now in my life. We're excited to have you around for the next six years too. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Old School Gym Radio Podcast. Do us a favor, subscribe, like, share, Hell, even write a book report about how great this podcast is. We really appreciate the support. Thanks for listening.